Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 562. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to make a case for being a weirdo in a relationship. I want to make a case for being weird while you date, as you date, as you're out there trying to find your person the case for being a weirdo. And I use that word just so we can relate to it. I'm not talking about, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm so weird. I'm so quirky. Pick me. That's not this. This is the case for being genuine, for being authentic, for being real while you date. Emphasis on while. Because not only has my life experience supported that this leads to the right relationship with the right person, but also the research supports it. It supports that being weird, or more scientifically put, being non-conformist, well, for one, it's attractive. It leads to more relationships, but more importantly, it leads to healthy, long-lasting relationships underpinned by all the things we know relationships require, but we often overlook open communication, mutual understanding, respect, acceptance, and so on and so on. So the headline here is that there's nothing more romantic than someone choosing your weirdness and you choosing theirs. So that's the topic, the case for dating as a weirdo, the case for dating as a weirdo, but let's back it up here. The mindset that I'm talking about here really it revolves around like thinking about what love is, about what attraction is, about what intimacy is. Intimacy is more than just being like, oh, on the surface, that person is hot and they think I'm hot or they're charismatic and they like my, you know, extroversion, whatever, or they seem cool or they seem successful, right? I think we're old enough, we're mature enough to know that that's just silly. That is not enough for a relationship to work. It means very little. Because really, intimacy or love or whatever word you want to use, it's 
the idea of being exposed to everything about a person, seeing everything about them, seeing the non-conforming parts about them, the quirks, the weirdness, the things that are seemingly different, that are you know even perceived as wrong in culture and society, and it's being attracted to those very things. It's understanding them, relating to them, accepting them, and then turning around and showcasing your own, aka love is about being attracted to weirdness. And I'll reference a study here. Uh, it came out in, in 2014 in Australia that supports this idea, and then we'll go into it. The, the study is a mouthful. It's titled, A Critical Test of the Assumption that Men Prefer Conformist Women and Women Prefer Nonconformist Men, and basically says that nonconformity, or in my terms, being weird, it shows that nonconformity is attractive. Because in the study, all these undergraduate uh, students were basically asked to rate the attractiveness of online profiles that were specifically created to suggest either conformity or nonconformity, being cool or being weird, right? And the results showed that both men and women preferred profiles that indicated nonconformity. So this and this preference too for nonconformity was consistent not only in Australia but in uh, British cultures, American, Indian as well. They did the studies there. So basically, the study found that nonconformity is more attractive even than conformity for both men and women. From the study, quote, nonconformist targets, aka weird people, were more desirable as romantic partners than conformist targets. And this proved true equally both for male and female participants. And so I read through the study and basically what happened was this researcher, Matthew J. Hornsey and his colleagues, they conducted five studies individually that you know, supported this idea. One of the studies, they interviewed 115 graduates, and each of these people, undergraduates rather, each of them were uh, told to read these profiles of 20 other people. But these profiles were specifically written, manipulated even, uh, to emphasize either conformity or nonconformity, aka this person is quite happy to go along with what others are doing, or this person does her own thing, she doesn't want to fit in with the group. And then the participants who read the profiles were asked to rate the attractiveness of each person and the degree to which they would like to go out with them. And they also had people read descriptions of their own gender, and they were asked to evaluate whether members of the opposite sex would be likely to find them desirable. But across the board, the result was nonconformist targets, weird people, were more desirable as romantic partners than conformist targets. So that was one study. In another study, they asked over 100 students to evaluate a member of the opposite sex who displayed either a conformist or nonconformist attribute, tendency. And this was demonstrated by the fact that they agreed or disagreed with the majority about some aesthetic appeal of a pattern, right? And again, the result was nonconformists were perceived to be more attractive than the conformist target. So they did all these studies with these people where they intentionally presented people as being, you know, weird, conformist, nonconformist, whatever it may be. And across the board, nonconformists were deemed to be more attractive, at least on the onset. And that was the study. And of course, everything should be taken with a grain of salt. There was a study, you know, control and exposed groups, the whole thing. But I found it to be really interesting. People in general are attracted to nonconformist attributes. People are attracted to weirdness. And I found that interesting, as I hope you do as well. But what I found most interesting was that this was deemed to be true across cultures, across subsets, in the face of this assumption that we all kind of have, that we all kind of agree with, that clearly isn't true. 
but it's something that we've all, you know, huddled around for, for generations, which is that conforming behaviors are important. Men should be this way. Women should be this way. Men should be, you know, strong and resilient and non-emotional and women should be submissive and agreeable. You know, it's pretty refreshing, I suppose, to see that as a society, even though we don't always voice it, but as a society, we're coming around to this idea that watering yourself down or hiding who you are, that's less desirable than, you know, fitting in. So naturally, I, I find this to be a great reflection of the idea of being one's true self. But again, let's consider this in the context of dating. Not only are non-conforming traits deemed to be attractive, you know, it gets people in, it attracts people in, but there's also something to be said about how this in turn strengthens a bond once a relationship has started. Truly, truly weirdness, non-conforming attributes are glue. Their intimacy, to my point about what love is and what love isn't, what intimacy is, this is intimacy. It's it's attractive, it's attraction, it's compatibility all in one. Because when I think about what a true, a truly healthy relationship entails, I think of the word surrender. Surrender, not in the sense of, you know, surrendering your, your sense of self or your individuality or your points of view or anything like that. I think of surrender as the idea of surrendering any walls or pretense or faking or hiding. Love is surrender. It's here is all of me, take it or leave it. And I see all of you. I see your surrender and I take it and I accept it. Surrender, it's presenting everything to each other. That is the healthy foundation that's required of a relationship. I give all of myself. I surrender all of myself. And of course, that sounds hokey, but let's think practically about what this idea of surrender, being weird, actually does for you, for the relationship. Offering up, showcasing your secrets, your nonconformity, it's a requirement of a healthy relationship. It really is, because think about the function that this serves. First, showcasing your weirdness, aka showcasing your nonconformity, it creates mutual respect between the two of you. And that's a fundamental aspect of a relationship. You have to respect each other. But you can't fully respect someone unless you know them. You can't fully respect someone unless, unless you see all of them. If you only respect what someone is willing to show you or what you're willing to show them, you're missing half the battle. You're missing exactly half the equation. Respect, a fundamental aspect of a relationship, it requires surrender. You can't create mutual respect without surrender. And it requires full transparency. So to get respect, you have to present all of yourself and they have to present all of themselves. So check that box. <laughs> That's what you get when you offer your weirdness up from the beginning, being authentically weird, being authentically yourself. It creates this level of mutual respect. It's when someone says, I see all of you and I respect all of you. I respect all of you because I see all of you. So that's point one. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. 
And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Point two, bonding over shared authenticity creates something that cannot be replicated. If you present your weirdness and they present theirs and you create something from it, you have something special. You have something unique together. And that presents itself in all kinds of silly ways, how you talk about the world around you, how you interact, inside jokes, little eccentricities that you know are your thing no one else has, no one else can replicate. That sounds pretty special, right? <laughs> it sounds like you and your partner have something that can't be copied and pasted to someone else. That's important, right? To be able to look at your relationship and say, between the two of us, we have something special. I couldn't just, you know, move out of, you know, our relationship today and find the exact same thing in another person. No, we have something special. And you're not saying that in like a pretentious way, but in a way that says we have something special because we created it and we created it from our nonconformity, not despite it, not around it, from it. So that's another point. And another really, really practical benefit of showcasing your authenticity in dating is that it encourages, encourages open communication between the two of you. Perhaps the most obvious, single, most important aspect of a healthy relationship. Surrender, saying here is all of me. Well, when you do that, it means that everything is on the table for discussion. There's no hiding. There's no masks. There's no anything. There's just complete surrender. Complete surrender means you're not worried about saying the wrong thing, being the wrong person, ask, you know, asking for too much, acting in the wrong way. You've surrendered to being your true self and they've done the same. And the benefit of that is enormous. It's open communication. So that's a huge benefit. And here's one last point that, that I thought about when looking at various studies around the idea of authenticity in relationships. I was thinking about what else happens, right? What else happens when you showcase your weirdness with a partner and they do the same and you rally around nonconformity? Well, my thinking was that, you know, the great upside of being weird together is that you approach life with a bit more levity. You don't take everything serious. You joke a lot. 
You do that because you realize how ridiculous you both can be at times. And that just transcends life. You're like, well, life can be ridiculous. Let's find a little humor in it, right? And everything becomes this idea of of lightness and, and freedom. And you see the world a bit different, right? You're lighter. There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to fear. There's just this compassionate, humorous surrender to each other. And that would be a, a very practical benefit of being weird together. You laugh a lot. You don't take life so seriously. That, that provides a great foundation. It provides a, a great space for calm and for laughter instead of seriousness and resentment and all the things that come when maybe you're walking on eggshells around each other. So that was my idea, right? Well, I found an interesting study that supports this very much so, and it basically found that uh, research supports that couples who make fun of each other have happier relationships. Certainly a part of this. Couples who laugh together, who laugh about the same things together, have happier and longer lasting relationships. And uh, the study that supported this was from 2015 out of the University of Kansas. Jeffrey Hall, who was a researcher there, he conducted a bunch of studies that showed all these various factors that can impact relationships. And he found that humor and levity can really dictate the health of a relationship. And he, he put in a lot of work for this. He studied 15,000 people over 30 years, and he found that having a sense of humor was important in a relationship, but it wasn't quite enough. Rather, people needed to find a partner who matches their sense of humor and who laughs at the same things that they do. And that certainly seems to come when you bond over shared weirdness, right? You bond over weirdness and you share in the humor that comes from it. Quote from the study here, quote, what is strongly related to relationship satisfaction is the humor that couples create together. Playfulness between romantic partners is a crucial component in bonding and establishing relationship security, particularly shared laughter. This is an important indicator of romantic attraction between potential mates. End quote. So you see that again, the words create together. I say weirdness creates this shared humor. Reading on from the study, quote, people say they want a sense of humor in a mate, but that's a broad concept. That people think you're funny or you can make a joke out of anything is not strongly related to relationship satisfaction, but what is strongly related to relationship satisfaction is the humor that couples create together, end quote. I certainly love that, right? The study affirms the very practical, very simple idea that if you and your partner can laugh at the same things and enjoy the same funny shows, whatever it may be, you share a sense of humor that you create together, it reaffirms your relationship. If the two of you can laugh at each other's weirdness without getting offended, it's so much better. It's so much healthier. So interesting, somewhat obvious stuff, but consider that as a final benefit of sharing your weirdness with each other. Shared laughter, laughter you create as a result of surrender, it's a pathway towards developing a long-lasting and healthy relationship. So that's the pitch. That's the end of the episode. Embrace your weirdness, share it, and look for it in a partner. Not only is it attractive, not only does it invite new people into your life, but clearly it serves a purpose, and that is to strengthen your bond together. So that's it, Eleanor, right here. I hope this was helpful. If it was, I'd be grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend. And if this speaks to you, check out my book, That's Bold of You. It's all about how to be your most vibrant, weird, and real self. But that's it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out.
Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare Exclusive Color Arrowhead Lake. Or a splash of Amazon Jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with durable colors that last all season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 